Welcome back to another episode of Checking In. In studio with me this morning, I have Dr. Shannon Snow of Leo Health Clinic. Hello. Thank you very much for joining us. Oh, no problem. No problem. So, Shannon, uh, I I get the pleasure uh, of sitting here just firing a whole bunch of questions, and you get to choose whether or not to ask them. So the okay. the lens and the curiosity is just around the business, the why, some of the challenges, things like that. So uh, maybe if you can share with me just a, a bit of a background of you and your education or your connection uh, to Kelowna first, okay. if well, that could... I will start there. Okay. Um, First off, I, I will say I almost have zero connection to Kelowna, other than it's a beautiful place to live, and I knew that when I was younger, there uh, you growing go. up in Alberta. Okay. Um, and um, I guess my education, I started in the kinesiology space, um, wanting to be, uh, you know, work with teams, do training sessions, and in that realm, and. Quickly, I, I understood that I, I wanted to be the person that did the treatments, did the diagnosis, and could bring a patient from A to B. And, uh, and then looked at different realms, physio, um, athletic therapy, things of that nature, and chiropractic was the one that I, uh, I kind of found to, be, uh, to resonate with me the, the most, and, and stuck with that. So um, did, did my training in uh, in California for my doctorate in chiropractic and then when I was leaving we uh, had an option to come to a beautiful place like Kelowna and start a practice so here I am. So following I, I often say uh, you know the apple doesn't fall far from the tree so were your parents in this sector? Healthcare? No yeah. not at all actually. Really? Yeah so my um, my, my dad is a truck driver all of his life, yeah. and uh, and like manual labor, and my mom uh, worked in the banking industry. Hmm. So no. So no around. entrepreneurial conversation at uh, the dinner table. No, not not at all. And I'll even <laughs> say that actually, uh, when I finished high school, and this is a funny story, my um, I really wanted to be a helicopter pilot. Okay. That was my calling. That's close. Helicopter, that close. Cairo. And my parents looked at the bill of yes. of being become a pilot and whatever yes. it was at that time. And they said, Shannon, why don't you go to college for a year or two? Take take whatever. Take what, what you think Find you like. Yourself. Find yourself. And I said, okay. So I went into physical education and wanting to be a phys ed teacher, I think at that point. Okay. And uh, and then that's how that snowballed and then and then healthcare and stuff came came in that realm. Well, I find it interesting because I think you can get injected in uh, post-secondary education and maybe through a pairing of a roommate, you get yeah. exposed to something. And when you see something, it you know there's an opportunity to pique your interest. So you would have had something come across yeah, your definitely. your lens and, and that would have been the beginning of the journey through chiropractic. Mine was um, working in my college's gym as just, you know, a person that cleaned the equipment okay. kind of thing. And then uh, when I started my phys ed degree, I uh, volunteered with basketball and volleyball teams. So then I got to see the training and the treatment and the therapy in that aspect. And I, th I think that was my initial grab. Hmm. Yeah. Fascinating. So at that point, you make the decision that you're going to go to the States, you're going to get your doctorate doctorate yeah doctorate in in chiropractic uh and 
plan was to be an employee. Yes? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think when you go into chiropractic school, you do get some business knowledge in, in the schooling. And when you leave, there is this a little bit of an entrepreneurial mind frame mm. because if you go to physio school, you're going you're gonna to leave and have a job lined up okay. pretty much, whether it's in a hospital or in a private sector. And, and I think they, they really groom their okay. profession well that way. Yep. With chiropractic, you come out and you're like, oh, should I open up Snow Family Chiropractic? Or you, you work with a group of chiropractors and, and you're an you're employee or independent contractor in that space. So, um, which is scary because you're like, wait a minute, I paid all this money for an education and I don't necessarily have a job that I can just work and make money right away. I have to build a client base and, and build a name for myself. So, so you graduate mm -hmm. and you're going to come back or go back to Alberta yeah. and you... And you pause for a minute and then you just like close your eyes and <laughs> yes. take a map well, of BC. I'll tell you what, what we was had, yeah. um, my wife and I, we had five locations. Okay. And so, and people will laugh, but obviously four of these are going to be in Alberta. But we had Edmonton, Red Deer, Calgary, Ooh. and Grand Prairie. Alberta. Grand Prairie. Okay. So <laughs> GPs is, is in my heart, I guess. And uh, I had job opportunities everywhere. Yeah. Or... There was Kelowna, and so we, we had a job opportunity here. But then it was it was definitely to like come into a practice and mm -hmm. and, and share and the established. practice. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, and it was it was a it was a young practice, so come in and, and share the practice and and do it that way. And I mean, we looked around. Um, maybe it was it was a year before we actually moved here, and we came to look, and it was beautiful here, and it was warm and sunny, and. You can, you know, have a family here and mm -hmm. bike and hike and run and, and mm -hmm. swim. So, um, so then I checked all of our boxes, especially when you leave San Jose, California. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, in say September or whatever, and then you come to Kelowna and it's the same temperature. So I didn't have to take my flip flops off. <laughs> so I was like checkbox, like it was good. And then uh, and then we were sold and then we moved. Flip flop. Checkbox. Yeah. I like it. Okay, so again, the decision in. Okay, so we picked location. We picked Kelowna, yeah. and are we are? Did you come in right away, Vallejo, or did you? Uh, no, I did. Um, uh, so there, so there was a previous owner of Vallejo, and mm. um, so the intent was for me to move here. And um, the, the colleague of mine was um, probably like nine months ahead of me, kind of thing. So um, he was already here, already had the practice started. So I would come, we would join, and then sort of like collaborate together uh, on the practice. So and, and that was perfect for me because we had the same same like uh, mind frame on how to treat patients and how to develop a practice. Um, and so then I, I knew that it would fit with my kind of <clears throat> dreams and aspirations of what a clinic would be. Hmm. So you you get to come to Kelowna almost with a with some momentum started a ball yeah. rolling it's you know locations may be picked totally. businesses open there is some practicing uh, yeah, uh, a couple people, disciplines yeah, you, and you got it okay yeah. okay and so when was that um, that would have been twenty thirteen. 2013. Okay. Yeah. And you are um, 
in my experience in in the few times you and I have had the opportunity <laughs> yeah. to to meet and chat on business i i I had the sense right away that maybe you operate differently um, really really driven to find success in in health achieving health or or alleviating yeah. I, I, I think I am. I, I don't think I'm, you know, the only one, obviously. No. And, um, but I definitely had, a, uh, had some mentors throughout, uh, throughout my uh, sort of clinical world in California. And um, when I came to Canada uh, or came back to Canada, I wanted to, to kind of create a practice where we could have multiple professions for one common goal to, to treat an individual. Uh, the quickest we could and and sort of the most ethically and, and, and all these things to get them better faster um, and safely and and I think that you know we look at clinics and we see kind of two terms um, we see an interdisciplinary clinic and an intra so one of them where lots of professions work under one roof okay and they have a a room and they treat each uh, treat people almost like a chair rental yeah like a chair okay. rental and then the other one, we have it that people work under one roof, but we work together. So now we have different professions, and everybody is, again, working for that common goal. But if I send someone down the hall to my physio, or the other way down the hall to my naturopath, I can talk to that naturopath. And I can be like, hey, this is what I'm seeing. This is the diagnosis. I'm, I'm thinking this might be beneficial. Um, what do you think? Do you have anything in your tool bag that would, that would help? And... Um, it adds this like cohesion amongst the practice that we there's no lag time in care. It's, it's almost putting the patient as the nucleus, and and the spokes being the the professions that are leaning yeah. in, sort of singing from the same song sheet. Yeah, mm. and we'll, we'll do it a lot. That we um, I'll have a patient in my room and and I'll say, hey, you know, I'm just gonna go down the hall, and I'm gonna grab you know this person that person, and I, I just want to get their input. And, and I'll go down and, and she's like, well, I have a few minutes right now. You want to bring the patient in? And she's like, I'll sit with them for 15 hmm. minutes. So she'll sit with them and then, and then now they have this whole other realm of care, you know? And either it's a collaboration or maybe it's an exchange. Maybe I've now exhausted um, sort of the therapies that I would want to do with the person. And, and I tell all my patients, like, I, I want to get you better. I, I, you don't need to keep coming to see me, right? If you have an injury, we're, we're going to get to the bottom of this. So then we send them down the hall, and then they, they get treated in a different realm or with a different type of therapy. So back to 2013, the co-ownership yeah. of this. Uh, is that still the no, case? No, it's... Um, so... It, it's typical for chiropractors to come out of school and, and you, you do um, a contract two or three years in, in length typically. And it was actually at the end of that contract, my first one, the previous owner um, didn't really want to own the business anymore and wanted to go and, and work in a, in a different space, mm. um, a different realm. And, and the bones, I'll say, of the business were mm -hmm. there, right? Mm -hmm. um, the name, the motto, Healthy, Strong, Empowered, um, you know, our mission statement, our community that we've built, it was there. And so I'm like, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to go down the streets and do a new name, which I could have. Sure. I, I want to take what we've already grown here and, and I'm going to, I'm going to blow it up. 
And I think I can find the people in the community of clinicians that will work well with me um, and, and will, will be better than me and will work together and, and will make it, a, make it a thing. So if I liken it to, to school, to the education system, you're three years in, so you're still in elementary in yeah. business school yeah. uh, and you make the decision to go it on your own. Yeah. That's a big that's a big jump. What were some of the what were some of the considerations? Was there um, did you have uh, um, investors backing you? Did you have support from a bank? Did you did did those three years leading up to this give you an idea of the inflows and the outflows to to feel that you were? Yeah, I, I think um, not not investors at that point, but uh, definitely. Banks is where is where we went. Um, I felt I had a really good idea of of the inflow outflow, mm -hmm. um, but it also I think I had a really good conceptual idea of where maybe we were lacking. Mm. You know, um, in our industry, uh, I mean, you know, if a room is empty, you're Lost. not making money, right? Nope. And, and I mean, as a, as a business owner and, and other business owners would agree. You know, empty space, meaning if there's not someone, a clinician in our room, um, you're not making money. So um, let's find some clinicians. <laughs> so that's your, yeah, that's your first goal, you know, and, and we had a population base or community of patients, um, but we just didn't have clinicians that necessarily um, of the same mind frame just yet. Yeah. So we just had to find those people. And there's tons of those around. You just have to find some that work well together and they mesh well. And once you find that, I mean, the sky's the limit of, hmm. of how you can grow. And then, then we're just, um, it's the size of the space. And our previous space was really small. Um, and we've just moved locations in the last mm -hmm. year um, to a double the size, um, which allowed me to, you know, add more treatment rooms, add more clinicians, um, which has been amazing so far. So size of space from two was, you went um, from about? 1,800 to 4,000. Yeah. Okay, so you doubled. That was the decision in yeah. the move. I'll say a caveat to that. Pretty funny. Um, we, we, you know, I'm, I'm in the landmark district right now. Um, the size of the space I was looking for about the same at first. Okay. I thought, you know what, the layout of my previous clinic, um, which is not conducive to how putting rooms, it was an odd shape. Sure. And uh, so I was looking for about two thousand. But if I could have a box, huh. I would build it out really well and I could get enough treatment rooms. Um, Landmark was great, they, they had a spot, ground floor, like, Shannon, you're gonna really love this. Oh, by the way, it's 4,000, <laughs> and we don't want to subdivide. I'm like, oh, well, 4,000 it is. So, so that's what, yeah, and so I just went for it because I thought, well, you know what, I, yeah, okay, I can, st it's still a box, and I can, I can fill it, and now I just, I needed to <laughs> expand my, my space of what I could offer. Um, Okay, so again, from a business perspective, we have uh, we have disciplines. So the disciplines are chiropractic, RMT, uh, physiotherapy, naturopathic, kinesiology, exercise physiology, and now we've just added laser hair removal. That's a little bit of a, a pivot. Okay, I'll come. I'm going to we'll park come, come that one, that, and I'm going to come back to my six. So, so again, two thousand, four thousand. Do I have 
three chiropractors or do I have six chiropractors? So we're able to yeah. we're able to consider the 4,000 square feet. We just know that we have to increase the, the resources. Okay. And then obviously if we have the, the, um, the, the skilled uh, workforce or, or um, uh, yeah. people, yeah. then we just have to go get the patients. And you thought you, you, got you could go get the patients. And I always feel that if you have... Um, Plus, with, with the multiple professions, there's a lot of overlap and a lot of crossover. So then going to find patients does become easier because the client load, say, that our physio, physiotherapist has, well, well, we do a slightly different skill set, so maybe some of those patients need that skill set. And the same thing with naturopaths. So we don't essentially need to find all new patients, mm. but there's a lot of crossover across mm -hmm, referral. Mm -hmm. Because the patient might need you this week or this year for Cairo, but needs you for physio you got it. due to life circumstances and or something all, and later. We all, we all okay. work in tandem, right? We, we send the patient to, to what type of therapy they need at that moment in time. And of course, obviously, massage therapy is, is very popular mm -hmm, uh, in, mm -hmm. I think, most cities. Mm -hmm. And so uh, typically when you start with a massage, therapist they only see you know five to maybe seven or eight a day um, so they can get busy quite quickly um, so then that works out with with referring to other patients for different forms of therapy in hmm. conjunction so any um, any time during that that runway of 2013 to today 2021 that you and your your wife lifted your head up and went oh no Maybe we shouldn't have done this, or I wish we would have done this different. Has, was there ever those um, moments that you... I think, uh, yes. <laughs> I, I think, uh, obviously, finances, too, right? Um, you know, we're, we're, we, we are, we were a young family. No, we, I mean, we were young, uh, and, uh, you know, getting out of school, having student debt, and then three years in, taking on more debt. Yeah. That is risky. You bet. Um, and um, but we have you know we have a good family support system, mm -hmm. and and obviously our, our clinical staff and everyone look we have a really strong support system that they're committed they're they're in it to win it they want to get patients to we're doing things together, um, doing events and doing volunteer work like they understand that the practice needs to grow, um, so I think then. I wasn't as scared maybe <laughs> later, um, and now I think going to the big space I. You know, I was going to say crap my pants, but you know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a big space. And COVID hit. And then I have two clinics. One yeah. that is closed. One that I'm building. Oh, Shannon. And nobody's mm -hmm. working. Yeah. So that was awesome to, like, start start a year like that. Um, but I was like, no, this is going to work. Like, healthcare will come back sooner or later. And it did. And, and now it's it's blossoming. Like, it's, it really is. So let's step over to that one I parked. So your the discipline that you you're, you've yeah. brought in is uh, laser hair removal. Yeah. So how do we? Where did that naturally fit, or how did that come to be? Is there is there a movement within the sector that we're bringing in those types of services under um, those traditional? Yeah, I think um, I think when I first entered the prof uh, the profession. And most clinicians, I think, that own their own clinic, they, 
they want to be a little bit of a purist. They mm. want to keep like, you know, chiropractic, exercise, rehab, maybe some massage and keep it very, very musculoskeletal. Okay. Okay. Which I was a hundred percent. My wife was the one that about a year ago suggested like, Hey Sharon, like we should look at other opportunities to add to the clinic. Hmm. Aesthetics, you know, is aesthetics a thing that you think that would be good? And, mm -hmm. and obviously, uh, business-wise, looking at the profitability of that, and, and I was like, no, 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 like, that's that's not a thing I want to get into. And maybe we, maybe later we could branch out and we could have a Vallejo aesthetics, and we'll make you your own clinic or something. <laughs> um, but um, you're circling back to our naturopath currently, we added her over a year ago, and. A naturopathic scope is very large, and some of the services she offers, um, Botox would be one of those, which is is a is a therapeutic, but also in a cosmetic huh. space. Okay. Um, and then she does some microneedling, so she has some aesthetical things that she does. And I noticed that they were popular, and just like a blip in our schedule. Yeah, yeah. You know, with our new space and and sort of. The attitude in the clinic and bright and friendly, inviting atmosphere. In the waiting room now, you don't know if somebody's coming in for a PRP injection for the shoulder, for you know, an athletic injury, mm -hmm. or come for chiropractic, a massage, mm -hmm. maybe a lip flip mm -hmm. with Botox. You just mm -hmm. don't know. Mm -hmm. And now laser hair. So I feel, you know, as far as um, adding surfa uh, services. Um, it's a compliment. Yeah, it's a compliment, right? Mm -hmm. and it's just another thing that we can add. And, and, and now I, I understand the fact that if it adds value to someone, uh, I look at you know ethical services for sure, you know, as number one. But then there's things that, um, you know, either have a research backing, right, or, or, or some commonality to it in that space. And then with laser hair removal, I mean, it, it works. The technology's there. It's, it's soundproof. There's not a... A charlatan kind of thing um, and then circling back to my wife she was looking for the opportunity to become entrepreneurial herself mm. and so she was wanting to get into that space and then we sat down and she's co-owner of the business so she has a say right and she said well should we do this and um, now it's like well, yeah, this is amazing. So on June 1st, this will roll out. Mm -hmm. And um, it's so far, it's just like, like we're already booking. We're already booking people. Uh, so it's, it's awesome. And that is validation that mm -hmm. there is interest in, in having that. Yeah. So if someone was about to pursue uh, uh, education out of high school and they were looking at this sector yeah. or industry, is there a piece of advice you can give them? on employment or on uh, entrepreneurship? Entrepreneurship in general? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think like, you know, it depends on what profession, right, they're going in. So I think a lot of students when they start school, they just they have not a clue, right, mm -hmm. of what the end game is. Some people do, like you, they start in sciences, they want to go into medicine, they start in business and then they go to be an accountant. Um, but I think, like, you know, once they're going through school, once they figure that out, um, I, I feel the now just, like, just do it. You know what I mean? Like, um, if I can do it, I think, I think anybody can. I, I think number one, though, is to surround yourself with good people. So you need to surround mm -hmm. yourself. It doesn't necessarily need to be a business partner, but you need to have really good people involved in your business. 
my number one thing about our business, not only clinicians, which they're of utmost value to me, but our front office staff. Mm -hmm. If you have a good front end office manager, so to speak, mm -hmm. and they do all of that other stuff for you that I will say I don't have time for because I want to treat people. I want, sure. I want to do that. That's my craft. Um, but if I have somebody that can do that, it makes my role way easier and it makes owning the business way easier. Because mm -hmm. she will catch mm -hmm. or he will catch anything that is awry or needs attention to. And and so having them, paying them well, you know, and treating mm -hmm. them well, I think is, is Pays probably... Pays dividends. Yeah. And, and I, would th I would think in almost every profession mm -hmm. that is true to have someone, and especially if it's, say, um, the storefront idea. You know, somebody's coming mm -hmm. in for a service, that first initial greeting of the person coming in the door... World of difference. Needs to be a world of difference. Yeah. And that will make your entrepreneurial stuff, I think, easier. You know, if you have a good product to offer and, and a good support team, I think then just do it. Shannon, thank you for uh, you and your wife picking Kelowna. That's wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for creating uh, incredible job opportunities Gosh. within our community. And most importantly, caring for the, for the health and well-being of people within our community. No thanks. Thanks for coming in and sharing That's your story. Great. Yeah, thank you. Thanks. <laughs>